Should the end be near for manager David Ross? We talk about it right now. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. Please support the show and be a part of our Locked On Cubs community by following on your preferred audio platform. And you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into discussion with you on all things Cubs. We are right now exclusively on YouTube at 4.30 p.m. Central Standard, and we appreciate you listening or re-listening or re-watching in your ears, uh, however you may be joining us uh, for what is seemingly an, an important episode following a disaster in Milwaukee. This is also the one-year mark for Sam and I doing this program. Thanks to everybody for all uh, your support. And if you are here for the first time, we'd appreciate you joining us uh, again soon. Entering a week in which would determine whether or not the Cubs remain in the mix for the NL Central crown. The Northsiders staked out a 6 to nothing lead in the third inning in Monday's game against the Brewers. From there, Drew Smiley struggled. Michael Fulmer was solid and the offense stalled. And once the bottom of the seventh inning hit, it was a mitigated, uh, unmitigated disaster. The Cubs led six to three with nine outs to go, but the Brewers scored three in the seventh and two in the eighth to win eight to six. There are still three games left in the series and six games left until the All Star break, but the damage seems to be done as the Cubs are now seven games under 500 and seven out of first place. And many instances during the 2023 season, far too many times, manager David Ross has showed an inability to do his job well. And following Monday's meltdown of a defeat, it is clear that Ross doesn't hack it as manager of the Chicago Cubs. So, Sam, this is our lead. I have much more to say on this, uh, and, and we're going to see what happens here. Yeah. Um, in a way for me, this is, I really don't have, I, I'll just continue to say what I've been saying. I would say probably maybe eight out of every 10 episodes we've done a show. I, I I've insinuated that this problem and here's what I'll say, and then I'll, I'll swing it to you. Cause I, I want to make this clear and obvious for people. You and I, I'll speak for you as well. Correct me if I'm wrong, are fully aware that this is an imperfect roster that Jed Hoyer has made mistakes and that players are underperforming. Those three things are true of almost every roster in baseball outside of the teams that are absolutely phenomenal. And I, I swing it over to the Milwaukee Brewers. Jim Deshays, without taking a shot at Ross, he did not take a shot at Ross. He had absolutely no idea that this is how I would take it, but this is how I took it. Had a quote. It's remarkable, this is the quote, it's remarkable, use the word remarkable, that the Brewers are six games over 500 
with their offense and how average their pitching is. They are one of the worst offensive teams in the major leagues. They do not pitch that well. They defend well. The Cubs have a better roster than the Milwaukee Brewers. They do. Look up and down. Look at the performances. They do. The shortcomings come from over the course of 162 games, our manager puts us in bad positions. He does not put us in the best positions to succeed often enough, whereas their manager does, and look no further than the seventh inning when for some ungodly reason we brought in a kid who came up, what, a month ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of our best guy in that situation, Mark Leiter Jr., Craig Council bluffed the lefty with Tapia. He wasn't even going to hit Tapia, but for, for some crazy reason, Ross left Merriweather in, walks Tapia, then he bluffs Winker, Ross goes to K, should have went to Leiter, and then comes, and I'm not going to lie to you, I don't even know the kid's name that hit the three-run double. Jones. Something Jones. Good for him, Okay. And and in, in in about 10 weeks, he'll have an OPS under seven. But in that situation, that was the best possible way, the closest the Brewers could get to winning the game. And this has been happening for years now, for right. years. And, and I'll close by saying this. Jed Hoyer's got to be better. But Jed Hoyer has done some good. He has. This is not a bad team. And, and it's not even two years since they rebuilt. I don't know what David Ross has done well since he's managed here. I, I don't have an answer. There's nothing that I could say uh, that where I said, ah, you know, this team's managed the right way. And and no, September of last year when games don't matter, that, that it doesn't count. And it's not just X's and O's. It's not just percentages. They lose. Whenever you lose these games, they've lost three games that you shouldn't lose in a 162-game season in six days. 4-0 in London. Come back yesterday down 6-0. Still find a way to lose because you pitched to a guy you shouldn't pitch to. And then a 6-0 lead day. And that's that's after the fact, Matt. Through 50 games, we wanted to just be done with it because there were so many brutal ones before that. Like, I, I it's just... It's just really hard to take, and I don't think people that watch the games, they, that if you don't watch every day, just tech, check the box score, you think that it's an overreaction. It's not, and I'll send it over to you. It's been in-game management compounded by margins on the roster, and, and it's important to acknowledge roster, but mm-hmm. there's also simply winning at the margins and being able to be on the right side of close games and the Cubs under Ross have not been able to do that. Following Monday's defeat, 27 of the Cubs 45 losses this year are by three runs or less. That's exactly 60% of your losses were now over halfway point of the season. They have frankly lost too many winnable games and Ross has been too loyal to veterans. He's handled the bullpen poorly. His lineups are confusing. And if he was so great in the clubhouse, then why do they keep going through these long and miserable slogs? Don't don't forget the long losing streaks in, in 2021 and 2022. And, and because of his player status on the 2016 World Series team and and also a shortened 2020 campaign in his first year, I think Ross has been given a long leash. 
And I think that leash has to be over after Monday's game. Yeah, and it won't be. You know, I mean, there, it, it's it, it'll be something that's addressed in the in the in the off season. Um, the Jed Hoyer conversation in regards to Ross is simple. If you go after Ross, you go after Jed because at the end of the day, Jed employs him, right? So I, I'm not I'm not dismissing Jed in this in this situation. But Jed Hoyer wasn't buzzing down today in the seventh inning, right? Right. It's Jed has to be better. And Jed is a big reason the Cubs have struggled on the margins the last two years with his signings. We know this. But my point is, is I think Jed's done enough good to where I could see I could see this team. If if Craig Council's the manager of this team, they win the central. I firmly believe that. Now I could be wrong on that. Absolutely. I, I thought the Cubs were going to win today. Like I easily could be wrong, but that's, that's how I feel. And what frustrates me the most is that the easy thing to do, if you're a fan is say, Oh, who cares? This team's not good. Who cares? Whatever. But that's, that's not the case. They, they, every single outlet will tell you that they have underperformed their record everywhere. Everywhere, so it and just, the numbers show that too. Their expected just, win is four or five more better. It just and, it, and it's as as a diehard fan and as somebody like yourself that watches pretty much, I would say, twenty nine of every thirty games, cover to cover. Right. It's it's really hard to take. It's hard to take when I watch Blake Perkins and and um, sure. Owen Miller and these guys at the lineup, and then we get made fun of. Well, we don't have a third baseman, or we have Jared Young. Look at who they run out. Look who they ran out today besides for Yelich none of them are any good it's a very meek offense I mean it's not even they're, close they're awful they just know how to win they just know how to win and the Cubs ever since they hired this guy David Ross it feels like the Cubs just find ways to underperform not talking about the COVID season in a 60 game stretch that 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 I'm talking no, it does, right, 21, right. 22, and 23. And to be fair to Ross, this Brewers ownage of the Cubs started before he got here. It started at the end of 2018. It started. But I never felt like we were overmatched in the manager's seat. I didn't feel like that. I thought we needed sure. some different players. But now it's just – you just watch it and, – and, even if Ross made the right decisions today, let's say he went to Leiter Jr. and it failed. You know this way better than I do because you coach at a high level. When you lose games like this, sometimes even if it's not your fault, it is. You can't, you can't lose this many games the way they've lost this year. How many games have they played? Like 88, 89? I feel like they have like 20 of these where you just, you leave the game and you just want to just be done. Like I, I have such a fun rest of my day plan. I got all my work done this morning. I'd like to go to the gym. I'd like to hang out with some friends. I don't want to do anything. I just want to punch something. And I've had that feeling like 20 times this year. Oh, easily, easily. And they've played 83 games now. And, and there's just too many games that they've lost that they, they should have won. That's, that, that it's a simple question, but I, I have always went back to that. You could do whatever you want in the chat and the comments and Twitter and whatever else. Should they have won the game? Yes or no? Yes. And, and that's happened far too many times. 
and I think and I think it's just really hard for a lot of people to understand that don't watch every day how excruciating of a scene. Like, I, we all know this. I like to exaggerate. For most of the time, I like to do it because it's funny. It's comedy. I am not exaggerating when I say I cannot remember a more frustrating individual season in any of the sports that I follow. And I, I know, guys. I know they're not that good. I know they're not a World Series team. But the level of these defeats. And then when they win, they win like 12. Like today, I was like, oh, here we go. They're going to win 10 nothing, And then we got to celebrate like everything south. And then when it got to be 6-3, I got a little bit excited because I was like, oh, Maybe they have to deal with some adversity. Maybe they have to fight a little bit. And then whenever you say that, they find a way to lose. It's just been brutal. The, the only positive thing I could say is that they just run this roster back next year for the most part, and, and it's a different guy. It has to go better than this. It's just every single I, – I don't even – I'm just rambling because I'm so depressed. Well, that's why, that's why Monday, in my mind, is effectively his last game. If it's not literally, it it really is. Well, you don't think they're actually going to fire him tonight. Well, you do have a holiday. And so some of the weight of a decision like that in some pro sports minds, front offices, that that has – there is precedent for that, that you try to buoy a big move by a holiday – so, so for, for uh, the PR Chicago purposes, Bulls have done it too, too many times. For, are you saying for PR reasons? Sure. So it's not as big of a story. Possibly there. There's a path to do it on the 4th of July if they wanted to. Yeah. I, I just doubt it. I would. Be there right. is the timing in that sense is, is interesting to me. Um, But either way, either way, it should be his last game for the reason that you just said effectively. Because what would it be if there was a different head man in there? And uh, we won't know unless it actually happened. And, of course, the 2024 roster will be different. But, you know, a lot of the core, the new core, is uh, still going to be in place, especially offensively. And, of course, uh, there's so much we can we can talk about with that um, as well. All right. Coming up next, we're going to just take a look at the rest of the week. Uh, maybe, maybe a path to uh, possible roster changes. Madrigal did get removed from Monday's game due a, due to a hamstring injury. Uh, perhaps Patrick Wisdom returns, and uh, so we're going to do that. Coming up next, today's episode is presented by. FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run of the game. It's all in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid Instantly, there's no better place to bet on baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the LockedOn Podcast Network. 
The Cubs play the Brewers at 3.10 p.m. Central Tuesday, and you can listen to every pitch with the Cubs hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. On the SXM app, search Cubs or tune into Channel 844 and catch the Cubs all season long on SiriusXM. The Cubs do have a, not a quick turnaround, a 4th of July starting time of 3.10 there on Tuesday. It's going to be Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks and Wade Miley, former Cubs, Sam. And, you know, there is still... I'll be taking that game off. Six games left this week, three in this series. You're going to skip the game. I, I mean, I'll be at Knicks. I'm sure it'll be, like, on the radio or something, but I won't be, like, involved in it at all. Wow. Yeah. So so this the time is up for you in terms oh. of a view. Well, I just I can't I'd like to just enjoy like well, on the like, holiday, right? Yeah, so I want to enjoy a holiday with my friends, eat some good food, and not want to just take my food and just whip it through a window. Yeah, or up against the wall. Yeah. And especially being that it is a holiday, I had started to kind of plot my my fourth of July too, and now it's I got an open schedule. <laughs> so that's nice. A lot of discussion uh, in the chat, which is always a, a second show in itself. And I'm sure there'll be some comments for people uh, that watch and or listen on demand, you know, about about names. And, you know, if something like this were to actually happen in season, with the chances are low, uh, it would just be somebody nearby. You have two former managers nearby, uh, one in your bench coach and, and one in the broadcast booth. Uh, so I just wanted to take 30 seconds for that. And I'll um, take I'll take 10 seconds. I don't know who the right answer is. I just know right. the current guy is the wrong one. Yeah. And, um, you know, with, with less than half of the year now, you, you take your chances on one of those two gentlemen. I take my chances um, on myself. And, you know, I think there's something to be said about, at least initially, if, if, if when, when, if and when teams make, Moves like that, it is a difference in energy, a difference in workplace environment. Um, and that would be fascinating to see how this group, which was supposedly full of likable guys oh. and, and leaders and veterans, Front how they how they would respond. Um, so that that that's a lot of what I'm thinking right now. Uh but, but it is a time to be on fire in this fandom. It's unfortunate. I think it did happen. Um, it, it's too bad that it happened. I think at times it's almost felt like it happened quick. But frankly, it's been it, it, it's been a while now where, where they are not in the mix. And we'll see how this week goes. But as of this ball game, they are going to be sellers firmly the third straight season. And and the thing that's so like eye rolling is ah trade the team. They stink. Trade Bellinger. Trade Suzuki. Trade Hab. Ah. This is the absolute worst version of this team. And they're what five, six games under. If they if they were a little bit better on the margins and had a different voice in here, it would be a totally different ballgame. They're still for sure a year away from being serious. Nobody's questioning that. But the fact that it looks like we're headed towards another July, August, and September of meaningless baseball shouldn't be happening. And everybody has to take responsibility for that. Uh, uh, Carter Hawkins, Jed Hoyer, Tom Ricketts, 
Crane Kenny and his LED lights that he's so excited about. Those really haven't produced any wins. So, um, you know, it's it's frustrating. I I, I saw somebody tweet it out. I, I wish they never got hot because it just makes it even harder. Makes it even harder to take lose. I wish they never came back yesterday because it just hurts. It hurts. You're we're human right. beings. It does. It, it hurts, and it it, it hurts in, in in a in the worst possible way. And the thing is, is like the way professional sports work. And the way sometimes life works, by the way, it, it, it could be any industry. It doesn't have to be sports. It could be business. could be sure. anything. When you're not getting results consistently, it may be all your fault. It may not be your fault. But it's a results-based business, and the results aren't here. And that's why there needs to be a change. And if we're having this conversation at this time next year, it'll be the same exact sentence for the guy in charge of all the baseball operations. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're not to our Locked On Cubs channel here on YouTube. And let's spam that like button right now. Let's smash it for the algorithm. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts and streaming on Sirius X. Quick game Shop. tomorrow. Quick game tomorrow. That's true. It is at least going to be quick. Too. Hendricks and Miley, that game, was it started at 310? Hopefully it'll be like a like a quick 2 nothing defeat by about 426. It'll be over by 530, I think, by at the latest. Uh, shout out to the everydayers who are with us all five episodes throughout the week. And you can become an everydayer by checking us out each and every weekday. And shout out to everybody that's with us live. And you can join us live the next time if you didn't catch us in the moment uh, by subscribing and turning on the notifications on YouTube. Only a few games left until the all-star break. Manager David Ross, should he have managed his last game with the Cubs? We'll leave it at that. Due to 4th of July, we will be back on Thursday. Wednesday, we'll be recording Wednesday night for Thursday. Everybody have a great uh, holiday, and we'll catch you back later this week. He's Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Locked On Cubs.